thousand blessings. So let's just keep that in mind as we're beginning our worship time together. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for gathering us together as we approach this holiday season. Let's not hop over it uh, into Christmas quite yet, but let's just linger here. Give thanks, Lord, for all your provisions for us in our lives. No matter what happens to us, in good season, in difficult seasons, we know that you're there with us. So we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
Lord, we worship you together. There are myriad reasons why we should worship you. Even as we look around at all of creation, we worship you as creator. We're blessed that even every breath that we take is sustained by you. You are our savior, the mighty one. And we look to you. We thank you. And we bless your holy name.
salvation. stand as we sing this hymn together. Come thou found. Come thou found of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me
Blessed be your name, Lord. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give up a clap off. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. There we go. Welcome to Harvest Community Church. Don't sit down yet. Please remain standing and greet one another. We have a lot of new faces here, so please say hi. You give me a hug. Oh, hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. So you deal with this guy your whole yes. life, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you oh I couldn't even. Right. I got it. All right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So, it's a little, we're still greeting. We're still greeting. That's good. That's good. All righty, everybody. Well, thank you again for coming this morning. Uh, it's always great to uh, have these many lovely faces here. Uh, we do see uh, some new faces here. So uh, welcome. Um, so please make sure, open up the bulletin. You have this orange sheet here. So this is for all our uh, prayer requests. Um, if you have any prayer requests or if you're new to Harvest and uh, you like any information, any questions or anything like that, please feel free and fill this out and put this in the offering bag when it's uh, passed around after service. And uh, today we're celebrating Thanksgiving. So here at Harvest, every single year, we have our annual Thanksgiving luncheon, which, guess what? It is today. So I'm not too sure if that's why we have a little bit more than usual, if it due to free food or anything like that. But um, I'm glad everybody's here today. And um, it looks like here, second on the list here, um, we are in need of a trailer driver. So you don't need a Class A driver's license or anything like that. Um, we have one here. You, Really? Well, there we go. Andy, write it down. Diane, there you go. You're in. All righty. Look at that. We got you. It's one announcement and then done. We're good. <laughs> so uh, next year we have other uh, parks. So it looks like here it will resume um, Saturday, uh, December 2nd from 7 to 9. Um, and uh, spins. Um, you know what, this time of year, I know what can be tough for a lot of us with a change of employment, um, loss of a loved one, um, maybe, you know, a family member that's not, you know, living out of state or out of country or what have you. Um, but please, we want to remind you, uh, you're not alone. Um, so, you know, please join us December 3rd um, from 1130 to 115 um, here in the studio. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great time to share. You know, um, I have my father that uh, lives in another country, so this time of year, you know, it's a little tough. You know, I talk to him, uh, you know, via telephone and stuff like that, you know, how technology is. Um, but uh, I also lost my mother uh, when I was uh, a junior in high school. So it's been uh, quite some time, you know, and, uh, and it's pretty tough. But um, 
just keep in mind uh, here at, at Harvest where we're here to support one another. Um, and uh, next up, we have a couple's garden. And we have a special announcement by Brian and Bernice. So put your hands together, please. Thanks, Adele. Thanks, Adele. So I'm Brian, and this is Bernice. We have, we have been part of the couples ministry for several years. And the purpose of the ministry is to, to strengthen individual marriages, but also to build relationships with other couples. As you know, marriage can be difficult sometimes, and it's nice to be able to walk with other brothers and sisters to not feel alone and also to know that everything is going to be okay. So that's very encouraging. And we have been part of a, we've been in a six-part DVD series through Dr. Dr. Um, <laughs> 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 Dr. Tony Evans. And the, the last, last session was about the husband's role in loving the wife. As you know, sometimes it's difficult to be loving when things are going hard. And one of the things I learned was to, to choose to love for Christ's sake. I may not necessarily feel the love, even though I love Bernice. Uh, sometimes it's a good reminder to look through God's perspective. And next session is going to be about? Uh, the woman's role in, um, the woman's role in a kingdom-focused kingdom marriage. And um, he goes through a lot of... Um, um, points and also in a, like um, in, a, in a biblical perspective on the woman's role and um, there were some practical things that um, we had to preview the video so there's some practical things that seemed helpful and one of them was um, so there's a couple verses that um, one says you know to you know to be respectful to the husband and also even to like submit to them and at first that seems like kind of like you know a little resistant in our natural self because it's like does that mean we're not going to be able to like, say what we want? Like, we're not going to have a voice? But then he points out that um, there's still ways to, for a woman to, like, to speak out um, um, what, um, what they have in their heart uh, to the husband, but still say it in a way that's respectful to their role as a husband. And that kind of rang true with me because I was at a job where there was a lot of um, unfair practices going on. And then, like, but I would never have imagined like, going to my boss and be like, you're so stupid, like, why do you have this, blah, 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 and then, like, I would, you know, go to him respectfully, but still try to say my voice, and I guess the same way I'm supposed to do that with my husband, so it's something I was, um, it touched me, and need to grow in that, <laughs> grow in that too, but, um, so, so we welcome you, to, um, encourage you to come, I'm sure we'll, uh, all learn at least one, one or two things. And also, in addition to our, our DVD series, we're having our annual gift exchange, so feel free to bring a $10 gift or a nice re-gift. <laughs> and we'll also have child care to potluck, so if you guys have any questions, um, contact myself, Bernice, or Donna, and then we welcome you to come. Oh, and real quick, there's, um, it's not just for couples, it's for um, individuals as well. Um, you, don't have, you can come as an uh, individual, married or unmarried, and there will be a group option too, so in case you come by yourself or um, sometimes if it's too intimidating to do one-on-one -on -one, um, question time, I can do it in a group. We welcome you to come. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, and then we have uh, next up, we have uh, uh, ladies, Funko uh, Night. All right. Um, it looks like here it's going to be on Friday. So that sounds very exciting. I'm still trying to understand what Bunko is, but... Um, it happens all the time, so I guess it's, it's a fan favorite. So please make, make sure that uh, you mark your calendars, ladies, December 15th at uh, 7 o'clock, uh, Donna's house. 
And uh, we have next up here, um, very exciting uh, announcement here for our Mexicali trip. Al. Thanks, Fidel. So for the past 20 plus years, we've been going down to Mexicali, Mexico um, every year to deliver gifts to kids that are, uh, that are just less fortunate than us. And once you go down there, you would, you would know what it's like and why it's such a wonderful blessing to be able to get to these kids. And um, it's just been a great ministry. I've gotten so much feedback over the years of just how blessed the people that go feel are, and even the people that uh, go out and get gifts. So it's just a great opportunity for our church to uh, uh, reach out to people and, and to share Christ's love uh, during the holiday season. Uh, I have my normal Charlie Brown, Brown tree over there, and there'll be a sign-up sheet over there. So if you're interested in going with us, please sign up. And um, you know, usually I write the names on the cards, but this year, uh, this month, actually, I'm, I'm teaching Sunday school this month, and I hope the kids are still in the classroom. But uh, uh, um, so I'm, I'm having them make cards because I thought it was a great teaching lesson for them to be able to make the cards and understand uh, why it's important to give and just tie it into Thanksgiving and the Christmas season. And so it was a, it was a great lesson to them. So right now they're, they're drawing on the cards and making some cards. I don't know if they're going to make enough for all of it, but I also brought extras. So we're going to just go ahead and write the names and to the extent the kids didn't make the cards, and that would just fine. So I'll be over there kind of policing the, the administration, hopefully. And as we, I know we have lunch together, so I thought we had some extra time this time after church to kind of go through that. So uh, as, if you have any questions, come see me. Uh, we're really excited about getting down there again. It, it's just, again, it's a great time. If, if you have any concerns, you can let me know. And like I said, I'll be hanging out around after church, so please see me. Thanks. Thank you, Al. Yes, um, that is a great trip. Um, if you have a chance to go out there, have some time, I strongly suggest to take you and the family down there. Um, when you get back, it puts a lot of things in perspective. I mean, we're, we're talking about living conditions that sometimes we take advantage of or, or take it for granted, excuse me, here in Irvine, especially in Orange County, that when you go there, your, your heart just, you know, just fills up. I mean, and, the, and then you come back and you're like, goodness, I mean, just even the warmth of your bed. I mean, during wintertime there, it gets extremely cold. And when you get back home and you're under your covers, I remember the last two years, last year, I'm in my covers and I'm just thinking about those kids. If they're as warm as I am, you know. Um, but if you have an opportunity, uh, please take, take time. It, it, it's a phenomenal trip. And uh, so uh, we're celebrating Thanksgiving, okay? What is Thanksgiving, right? Is it just one day we look at all our, our things that, that we're thankful for? Or is it really or should be thankful every day, you know? Um, again, it really go, goes back to um, taking things, you know, for granted sometimes or the little things we, we complain about. Like um, at my house, who used the last part of the detergent. It drives me nuts. And I'm mad. I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me about, hey, I need to do a load, but, or, or I'm like, who ate the last of the peanut butter? Okay. I know I love peanut butter, but what I do is I eat all the peanut butter, but I leave that much left, but whoever takes that much, I get upset. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's just a little stuff like that. Instead, you know, and I heard in the radio this morning is that if we focus our attention okay, um, and, our, and our energy, counting our blessings and being thankful for what we have, we will have less energy to really focus on the negative things in life. And I go, wow, that's amazing. So with today's message, please have a, here, Pastor Gary.
I might stand on this uh, first step, and I hope I don't fall off of it, but uh, it'll help me see a little bit over that direction. Got a lot of youth. That's a great, great thing. Um, I, uh, I better stay down here. <laughs> I, I have to say at least one more time right now, and I'm sure I'll say it again, that Suzanne and I are just delighted to be a part of this fellowship, and we've met a lot of you and hope over a period of time uh, that I'll get to know all of you and know your names, and uh, we just appreciate so much uh, being here with you during this time as well. And I love Thanksgiving. And I heartily uh, commend uh, Tony Evans to you as well. He was a classmate of mine at uh, Dallas Seminary, played on the same softball team, and he's one of the great voices in America today, just about on anything. And so I, if you can make that uh, marriage seminar, I guess it's on tape or video or something, uh, please go ahead and do that. Wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, today, I, I'd like to speak on the subject of Thanksgiving. I think it's only right to do that kind of a thing. And uh, I would like to read a passage of Scripture. And if you remember last week, I asked everybody to stand. And after I finished, I said, this is God's word. And you said, amen and amen. Would you mind doing that again? Please stand. And I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 17, which is our passage today. And uh, we'll go from there. These are the, the words of the Lord here, beginning in verse 11. While Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men stood at a distance and met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. This is God's word. Amen and amen. Thank you. Please be seated. I'm not sure that the name Tom Landry will mean much to, to you, perhaps a few of you. He was actually the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, initially from when the team came into being back in 59, I think, all the way till the late 80s. Fine Christian man, occasionally showed up at Dallas Seminary, and I never had the privilege of meeting him, but uh, he did make uh, a great, great statement when he was talking to a number of students at the seminary. He said, I have a job to do that's not very complicated, but it is quite difficult. And that is to get a group of men to do what they don't want to do 
so that they might achieve what they've always wanted to achieve. Now, in that seemingly contradictory statement, what Tom Landry was doing is mentioning discipline. It's uh, doing what we don't necessarily want to do, but we do it because it'll help accomplish what we've always wanted to accomplish. And so much of what results in a fulfilled life is the product of contradiction. A couple of examples. Uh, Those who make the best leaders often first demonstrated true servanthood. Uh, Those who are given broad oversight first prove themselves to be faithful doing the little things. Uh, The way to show yourself to be wise is not always by your speech, but often by your silence. The way to stop a loud argument is by a soft-spoken word. And the secret of helping others mature is not always by more rules, but greater trust. Sometimes the best gifts go through the back door, don't they? Let me offer another apparent contradiction, and it is this, that the eternal God of the universe, uh, who has perfect fellowship within the Trinity itself, has absolutely need of nothing at all, totally self-sufficient, and yet he desires and responds to the genuine words of thanks by his people. Uh, One of the more instructive passages about thanksgiving is that uh, scripture that we just read a few minutes ago in Luke chapter 17. Uh, It's an account of ten lepers. Uh, Nine of them were Jews. One of them was a Samaritan. But they were bound together by a common misery. Uh, Leprosy is horrific physically because the body deteriorates. It's horrific emotionally and psychologically because particularly in those days you were a social outcast. When Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he ran across these ten lepers in a village that he is passing through, and at a distance they said, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. Now they didn't ask to be cleansed, but there can be little doubt of how they were hoping his mercy would operate. And so Jesus made an interesting statement. He says, I want you to go show yourself to the priest. And the reason that he said that was because in those days, the priests were the health inspectors, and they were the ones that could certify whether or not uh, somebody had truly been healed. And what Jesus was asking them to do, he was putting their faith to the test. And going to see the priest was like they already had been healed. And while they were going to the priest, of course, all all ten of them were healed. They were cleansed. And the cure immediately awoke uh, gratitude in the heart of one of them. And he immediately turned around from the group, didn't get to the priest, and went back to Jesus, fell on his face, and he said, thanks. And Luke adds that he was a Samaritan. A Samaritan was uh, really the product of a marriage between a Jew and a Gentile. And the Jews, uh, pure Jews, hated the Samaritans, wouldn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. And so it seemed unlikely that uh, the Samaritan, the one Samaritan of the group of ten, would be the least likely to go back and thank a Jewish healer. 
But he was the first and evidently the only one. There's a couple of lessons that uh, stand out from this one incident that I want to share with you this morning. The first one is we see the natural forgetfulness uh, of humanity, including us, to give gratitude. We oftentimes just forget. Uh, All of the ten lepers were restored uh, to their families, to their friends, to their normal way of life. But only one uh, came back to give thanks. And all too often, uh, just and I've certainly been guilty of this as well, we pray for the Lord's intervention in our own life and then congratulate ourselves uh, for the results that we achieve. Uh, one of the lunar missions a long time ago that America was uh, involved in, the astronauts were in grave danger. And uh, our highest leaders in the land asked the American public to pray for the safe return of the astronauts. And when they did return safely back to Earth, Uh, The credit was given to uh, the American technology, the technologists of the American space industry, and no thanks was ever given to God. Not one public statement from the leaders ever gave any credit to God himself, and it's not uncommon. I think of another incident, stand back up here now, Uh, at uh, Northwestern University. Uh, Northwestern University is a great school. It's on the shores of uh, Lake Michigan, just a little bit north of Chicago there. And uh, back in the 1980s, or I should say 1980s, back in the 1800s, they had a life-saving team that was famous. And on September 8, 1860, Uh, There was a big steamer, a passenger steamer called the Lady Elgin. And it didn't go in the right direction. It got off course a little bit in coming into the docks. And it ran across some boulders and began to fall apart. And the passengers on that ship were in danger of losing their lives. And there were a number of students that had gathered there on the shoreline from Northwestern University watching the horrific scenes that was taking place, and one of them was a man named, young man, college student, named Edward Spencer, and he was part of that life-saving team. And he saw beyond the breakers a woman clinging to a piece of the wreckage, and he immediately took off his outerwear, jumped into the icy waters, and swam out, got her, and brought her back. And he repeated that 16 times until he finally collapsed out of exhaustion. And the exposure and the exertion during that time uh, had an effect on him, and he actually lived out the rest of his life with broken health until he died in California in 1981. And the newspaper that covered it said that not one of the 16 people 17 people, ever came back and said thanks. Not one. Uh, So the first lesson that we learn is our natural inclination to forget, to say thanks. It's not malicious. It's not that we don't want to, but we often just forget.
forget. There's a second lesson. In addition to giving us some insight into our fallen nature humanity, uh, it also instructs us about God, and that is thanking God for the blessings that we receive is very, very important to him. Because in the text it says, you know, weren't, weren't there ten that were cleansed? Uh, what happened to the other nine? Uh, all were cleansed, all had equal motive for gratitude, but nine of them seemed to be so bound up in their newfound freedom and healing that uh, they forgot about the source of it. Only one came back and really gave Jesus what he wanted, and that's gratitude and glory for who he was. Uh, Gratitude is a person at his or her best. Ingratitude is a person at his or her worst. And the reason is, is because it smacks of a sense of entitlement. And we don't want that characteristic about us. Uh, You know, God is very much aware of... uh, when I fail to thank him for the ordinary as well as the unusual blessings that he gives in my life. He's very much aware when I forget to do that. And again, gratitude recognizes that God is the source of every good thing. And even in the midst of the pain, being a thankful individual allows us to see beyond our pain, beyond our adversity, and into the plan of God. And one of the things that I've discovered is that God uses adversity down here to prepare us ultimately for glory up there. And it's just building in us the kind of person that he wants us to be. Now, I want you to do me a favor here. I don't have it on a screen or anything like that, but I'd like you to turn to the book of Habakkuk, okay? Deep in your Old Testament, if you have trouble finding it, it's next to Nahum. Uh, Now, we don't want to complain about not being able to find it. We just want to be glad it's there, okay? And what I'd like to do is read the last three verses of the book. Habakkuk, you got Habakkuk, Zephaniah, page 892. Okay. Uh, Have you found it? Got it? All right. If you haven't got it, just listen. I'll try to read it well. Uh, Habakkuk 3, and we're going to be uh, reading just the last few verses. uh, 17, 18, and 19. Okay, here we go. Though the fig tree should not blossom, though there be no fruit on the vines. And by the way, in order to appreciate this, you need to put, understand an agrarian economy where everything depends upon the, the crops and the herds. But he says, though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit on the vines, uh, though the yield of the olive tree should fail, And the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls. Yet, or nevertheless, I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk in high places." 
Uh, you know, uh, uh, gratitude in this life is always defiant. It's always gratitude in spite of something, of some adversity that often would steal our joy. And I suspect, and I, I don't know most of you, uh, and I, I know a few of you a little bit, but some of you might be encountering some disappointment, and it might be huge disappointment. Uh, maybe it's chronic, and it looks like it's just not going to go away very soon. It can be relational, or financial, or situational, or physical, or vocational. It may be a genetic deficit, maybe a bad chapter in your life that continues to hammer its way out. And God's call when we go through these particular times is simply to acknowledge it, to perhaps grieve over it, uh, to seek help with a trusted friend or counselor, but don't give it one more ounce of energy than it has to be given. You see, sometimes the sadness of owning our own story, uh, it doesn't have to keep us from enjoying the good gifts that come our way anyway, but it's going to take a measure of defiance. We're going to have to get past it. Nevertheless, I... I, I, uh, saw a living example of this a number of years ago. I uh, was in the very southern tip of the nation of India, uh, down at a place called Donover Fellowship. I don't know if you've read or ever read anything by Amy Carmichael, but she was a, a woman who in 1895 left England and journeyed to southern India in order to save young girls from Hindu prostitution. And she got there in 1895, and she died in 1952, and she was a woman of means, but she never, ever returned to her homeland. And by God's grace, she was able to establish a 400-acre compound right down in, in, in southern India. And th there are schools and medical clinics and churches and it's one of the most blessed places I've ever been in my entire life. And women run the whole thing. There are some men on that compound, but they do all of the labor. Women are the ones that are in charge, and they run it all. But uh, they had an outdoor clinic where they would take people from outside and to give them free medical treatment. And while I was there, just kind of walking through it a little bit, uh, there were two women who came, and they were suffering from leprosy. And uh, they were tiny, tiny ladies. Uh, and their toes had pretty much fallen into disuse or were no longer there. Their fingers were gnarly. Their faces were scarred. And, uh, but there they were. They had the biggest smile on their faces. There was a, a glow there as they shared the gratitude that they had for the Lord and the grace of being part of the Lord's family. And these were ladies that really worshipped the Lord, but they couldn't be part of a normal fellowship uh, just simply because of the disease they had. And they had a small camera, tiny old-fashioned camera, and uh, they asked me 
if uh, I would stand with them as in a picture. And I said, I'd be delighted to. And I stood between these two tiny ladies. I looked like the sinner on the Lakers team compared to them. But I stood beside these two ladies and violated cultural protocol, and I put my arm around each one of them. And uh, they took a picture. And here I was, uh, a trained pastor from a rich country, uh, in a strong, healthy body, and with choices that they could never even begin to imagine. But in the midst of all of that, I got a liberal arts education from these two ladies of what it means to rejoice in the midst of adversity. You know, and one of the things about the loyal love of God, it will never, ever depart from us. We lean, you know, God is not fickle. God is not uh, changing. A changing God would strike terror into his people. He doesn't jerk us around. You know, if he promises never to leave or forsake us, then he won't. If he promised to mature us into the likeness of Christ for our time on earth, then he will. If he says that we'll never lose our salvation, that we're eternally secure, then we absolutely are. And what he went through on earth to secure that for us is absolutely incredible. I mean, think about the life of Christ, the public life of Christ that we really know about those last three years of ministry. You know, he deserved glory, but he got indifference. He deserved love, but he received hate. He deserved worship, but he received rejection. And then think about how we benefited by his coming to earth. We deserve indifference, but we receive glory. We deserve hate, but we receive love. We reserve death, but we receive life. You see, Christ got what he didn't deserve so that you and I won't get what we do deserve. And we can thank God every single day that we live on the face of this earth for that blessing, and we could still do it more. You know, there's much uh, to be thankful for, especially during this season of the year. I love all of the spiritual holidays. I mean, Christmas and the Advent and the coming of Christ and Easter, the resurrection of our Lord who died for us so that it meant that we would have eternal life. But Thanksgiving doesn't have all of the pomp of those two holidays. But it's just such a beautiful time. Because we as his people just get a chance to look up and say, I don't say it enough, God, but thank you for the blessings. Thank you even for the heartaches that you've, you've used to help make me what I am. And I pray that I'll not resist that forever and ever. Well, we um, are going to shift gears a little bit here, and uh, Fidel is going to have a, a kind of a roving mic. And uh, if you would like to just share uh, a story or two or a thought or two, just a brief thought about being thankful to God uh, because of something. It could even be adversity, but this is... Uh, your time to edify the rest of us by just sharing a quick thought of why you're thankful to God during this uh, time of the year. So, Fidel, God bless you. God bless you. 
Thank you for the message. Well, I hope you don't mind that. I guess I'll start it off. Um, amazing message. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Um, I'm very thankful and blessed for the opportunity that our Heavenly Father has given to me um, for my health and my family's health. Thank you for Harvest, and thank you for all of you being here today. And I'm also very thankful for today's message. So, right now is not a time to be shy, okay? <laughs> so, anybody can step up, raise your hand, I'll go walk over there and just share. What are you thankful for? Hello, everyone. I'm just really thankful for the fact, I don't know if many of you know, um, Jerry was, um, had an angiogram about two or three weeks ago, and we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what the diagnosis was. And so um, he went in in the morning, and it took about an hour, and so I thought, oh, it must not be anything because we didn't know if they would find anything. Well, it turned out that they did find uh, that he had to have two stents put in. And in the artery that he had it in, uh, the cardiologist told me that there was like a 95% blockage and also a 70% blockage. So um, I was just kind of stunned at the time when I found out, but I was so thankful that God has been watching out and looking after him and that we were able to find it in time. And uh, God is so good, and he's just so faithful to us. Thank you so much. Amen. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> Hi. That's what it looks like. Um, um, we're the Bloomfields. Uh, my name is Rufus. Um, I'm thankful for being here with all of you today, my extended family, my family that's sitting right next to me, and my wife who's probably praying that I don't say something really stupid right now. <laughs> um, thankful to uh, be blessed enough to uh, find a career that I love to do, which is really not even work, and uh, thankful for the pain that I'm in every day which reminds me that I'm still here. So, thank you. Anybody else? So we only have two people here at Harvest City that are thankful. I find that hard to believe. I am so sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Um, November is National Adoption Month. I want to thank the Lord for bringing our Esther into our life. Um, looking back, at 40 I had a miscarriage. I thought I'd never get over that. God's plan, seven years later, actually nine years later, I was 49 when I became a mom. I'm now 64. He makes, um, because of Esther, I've had my youth renewed, being a mom. And um, I'm just so grateful that God's plans are more amazing. I want to share with everyone here that God takes, makes beauty from ashes. 
If you're going through anything, the dark clouds will pass and you'll be happy again. Thank you. Hi, I'm Leslie. And you know, my sister-in-law is here today, and she normally doesn't come to our church, so I'm just going to say I'm really thankful for you, Christine. Um, she has blessed, um, this is Clint's younger sister, and Connor's aunt, and, and Connor, sorry, Cooper. <laughs> so I asked my son, Cooper. Connor's away. But I was thinking just how um, Christine has been such, um, so instrumental in being the best aunt ever to my two boys. And, um, and she continues to be, even though Cooper's in college. I mean, when she was younger, she would take them bike riding into the beach and all of that. And, and she's down this weekend for other reasons, too. But I said, Cooper has a paper due. Can you please help him with his paper? <laughs> so she continues to bless me, bless our kids, and um, just thankful for a great sister-in-law. Morning, I'm Pat. Um, I want to, I'm very grateful, most of all, uh, not just for my family, who I love them much, but my extended family, but particularly my small group. Uh, Clint and, uh, and I were talking about how much we appreciate our small group. Uh, we've gone, we've been together, Leslie, what, 15 years, maybe? Um, we've raised our kids together. We've gone through uh, probably a lot of painful and emotional experiences together. Clint and I were talking about how we do not think that we would have been able to make uh, it to where we're at if not for the support of our small groups, uh, just through many uh, personal and triumphs as well. Uh, in particular, uh, right now, um, our good friend, our, uh, Cecilia's best friend's husband, is going through his third or fourth uh, chemotherapy protocol for metastatic kidney cancer. Uh, he seems to be doing well, but we've kept our small group in our prayers, uh, and they've always responded uh, quickly and immediately and wholeheartedly uh, just this morning as well, and we're very grateful for that. I really do believe that uh, David uh, would not have been with us all this time if not for God's grace, modern technology, and most of all, the faith and support of Harvest through our small group. So we are always grateful for that because we get to have him for yet another season. Thank you. Hi. Um, I think many of you guys are aware that Andy and I are expecting our third child in January, um, but I don't think everybody knows that we received some news earlier on, or in September, that, that our baby's having some issues and um, so what we heard from the doctor is in the very beginning we have it was basically a hundred percent chance that this is a fatal condition um, but we're very thankful because through through this um, experience I think our family has gotten a lot closer to each other our kids um, have been really sensitive to us and have been learning a lot through all of this and we're really thankful for all of your prayers because miracles are happening. We are, um, it was 100% fatal when we first found out about this, and now there is a chance. The doctor says there is a chance that she might make it. And um, I think that 
it speaks volumes of what God can do, and it speaks volumes of what, um, when everybody um, prays together for us, that's just, uh, we're, we're thankful beyond words for all of your, your prayers and all of your thoughts for us. So thank you very much. Hi, my name is Xingxing, and I'm really thankful to God for giving Jim and me our daughter, Sophie. Um, I think my faith up to now has been kind of lackluster, and uh, being a mom has, sorry, I'm a crier, has made me realize how much God's love for us, how great it is, because my love for her, as much as I worry over Sophie, I know that God, I mean, my love for her pales in comparison to how much God loves me, and um, I hope that you know that God loves you as well, and we cannot understand how deep and how wide is his love for us. I'm also thankful to um, Jim, because when I see how he cares for Sophie, I see a side of him that I've never seen before, and it makes me love him even more. So I'm thankful to God for blessing us with our daughter after two rounds of IVF, you know, just really a miracle. And so I'm so thankful, and I feel like it's rejuvenated my love for God as well. So thank you. Thank you. Perfect. I was going to gravitate over here anyways. Get the youth. Hey, everyone. My name is Dimitri Bloomfield, also known as the firstborn of the Bloomfield family, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I mean, I do love you so much. You too, Mom. Well, when I was younger, I used to get a little confused about what I was and what I was doing. But then I felt like I had a spirit like inside my head that's like going to places that I want to go. And also, like, when I actually went to Irvine, I actually saw a few of my friends right now. Caitlin, Alex, and yes, you too, Jessica. <laughs> well, it's not always easy to do things that you want to do. That's one thing I experienced the first time. Like, going, like, in this area and just speaking to the whole crowd, of course. Even getting a banged up knee during like a wrestling scrimmage. Thanks for giving me like a banged up knee for the rest of the day. I mean, what am I supposed to do with a banged up knee? <laughs> but uh, just to make things clear, I just want to get to the point. What I'm actually thankful for is actually my family. What am I supposed to do without my family anyway? I mean. I can't just go to school alone. I at least need someone to help me out with what school I'm supposed to go to. And also, I'm also thankful for all my friends here. I mean, they gave me all the joy that I needed just to, well, be here. I'm also thankful for Laura as well. He made everything possible for me, and also for everyone else. I'm real thankful for that. Thanks, Lord.
Um, I want to say thank you um, to the Lord uh, for for my family and my. You guys are like my second family, you know, your same family, and um, I um, I've been really um, surprised by how. Um, most of you know I, I, I have cancer. It's early detection, so I'm really grateful for early detection. So get your testings done on time. <laughs> so it helps every one of us. But I'm really grateful for just a community that's really supported me through this, through prayer and your, your support emotionally and spiritually. And I'm also very grateful for the SPINS Fellowship um, leadership as well as those who show up at SPINS because it's been a place for me to even cry and just process and and just process the reality of change or the reality of loss of different kind of mobilities or whatever but but i'm so grateful that um this has been an amazing journey of um surprises it's a disruption but god is in this and i feel like i'm not alone and I just really thank you for praying and supporting me and my family through this time. So thanks. Thank you. Back here. Make way, excuse me. Can't believe you have one of the biggest guys at the congregation trying to run through the congregation. There you go. Oh, no need to stand. Hi, I'm. Karen, I'm thankful for my son. I'm thankful that God is using him. When he was very little, a baby, I dedicated him to the Lord, and now the Lord is using him mightily, and I thank God for that. And I'm also very proud of him. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. So I didn't want to, like, not share after Priscilla shared about my heart condition. <laughs> that would be ingratitude, right? Um, but, yeah, I think one of the things that she didn't share was where my blockages were. The, the artery um, is also known as the widow maker. There's a 95% blockage in, in that artery. So I'm thankful that she's not a widow. I'm thankful that I'm, I'm still here, which I've, I take it as meaning that God still has something for me to do here, so I'm thankful for that. But most of all, I'm thankful to all of you and for all of you for praying for me and continuing to just uphold us in prayer. Uh, everybody who needs prayer, all of those who have expressed uh, that today, we're all really thankful that you know, we are a praying community and we are a community that prays. Thank you. So speaking of widows, uh, last spins, um, we had several of the our wit recent widows share about the losses of their spouse. Um, and it made me think about how thankful I am um, that Hua is still here. Um, As many of you may know, about three years ago, we almost lost Hua. Um, she was on life support in the intensive care unit for, what, five, six days. 
Um, and during that time, um, I got lots of support from the church family. And so I, but I also particularly today want to say I'm so very thankful for John Hendricks, who during those five days when, when Hua was in the ICU, came and spent um, the entire day with me every day, came to the hospital and was with me every day. Thank you. All right, so we're just going to close it up on this side of the room over here because I know we have more youth, more park kids here that are thankful besides Dimitri. I'm not putting anybody on the spot. Here we go. Um, so recently, as a few people here know, I've, especially the park, um, I've had really bad luck, I guess, around cars. Um, yeah, so first, there was an accident. Luckily, no one got hurt. Second, my brake cut out, and I hit... Esther, I'm sorry, Esther. I'm really sorry. Um, and then recently, I got hit by a car while riding my bike to school, and so I'm just, I'm just really thankful that nobody got hurt. Um, I didn't get hurt. I'm just really, really thankful that um, people have forgiven me for like my mistakes while I'm driving, even though I know some of them weren't my fault. I'm just thankful that. Yeah, everything worked out all right. I'm thankful to my parents for handling all the insurance and like dealing with all of that. <laughs> so thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we have maybe room for one or two more. You can never be too cool to be thankful. All right, can't be too cool. Gentlemen. Yes, gentlemen. Matt. Isaiah, there you go. Hello. Um, I'm Isaiah, Fidel's son. Um, I guess what I'm really thankful for is my family because uh, my parents have always been there for me, just uh, always pushing me to be the best I can be. Uh, without them, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. But uh, I'm just really thankful for them for not, um, not giving up on me and uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, being there for my sister too. And yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, thank you. Going twice. And I promise you that was not a setup, okay? I didn't want him to say that. I didn't expect him to say that, but, um, you know, it just goes back to, you know, us adults, we're, we have the wisdom, we understand, we've gone, uh, you know, let's say we've been through a lot of rodeos. Okay, um, but the youth, you have to make, make sure and, you know, and, and, and put things in perspective because sometimes in youth, especially our Orange County youth, okay, um, just make sure that uh, they're aware of the many blessings that the good Lord ha has put upon them. And, um, and I'm also thankful for 
my son over there, Isaiah, and what, what he has accomplished, and for my lovely wife um, being a supporter, um, and my beautiful daughter as well. So I'm just tremendously thankful. Um, without him, there'll be no us. So we have one more, it looks like. All right. <laughs> Thank you for our friendship, Juliet. I love you very much. Uh, all right, well, thank you so much. We have one more. All right. <laughs> I didn't want to leave today feeling like I'm one of the um, nine who did not thank God for what he has done, you know. And so I listen and I look around the room with all of us. We have um, problems. We have pain. But I'm thankful for God that he sees us, that he hears us, he loves us, that he carries. And so today I want to give thanks to God for being personal, Abba Dad, who is perfect and mighty to save. All right. So thank you again, everybody. Uh, we, they're coming out of the woodworks. All right, we got more thankfuls. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Well, I represent our oldies, a senior group. <laughs> I have so many things to thank God for, but I'll just mention one thing, that Jerry has two stands. Between Waylon and I, we have nine stands. <laughs> and so we're very thankful. Two doctors said, Waylon, you should be dead, but God still has something for him. And so we're very thankful. He has seven and I had two. I had two just one week before Jerry. So I'm very thankful. And besides that, I'm very thankful. I have an 87-year-old sister, uh, single in Toronto, Canada, who was given three months to live, three to six months to live because she has pancreatic cancer. All the doctors here know what that means. There's no cure. And it was end stage. So today, since March, today's November, right? It's amazing. She's doing well. And the doctor, the oncologist said, she's a living example, whatever they're giving her, probably, uh, I don't know, experimental drug, whatever it is, which is very uh, hard to get in Canada. The medical system there is very different from here. And uh, they said she's a living example that that works for her and for pancreatic cancer. Today, she's living by herself. She can do everything independently, driving, cooking, you know, even though she's weak, 87 years old, and um, she's doing well. It hasn't spread, amazingly. The cancer hasn't spread, even though it hasn't, the tumor hasn't gone down. And uh, she just had a CAT scan. I'm praying that everything will be well. But I'm thankful to God. She's a great Christian. She Actually, when she found out, she said, I'm ready for God to take me home. Anytime is fine. She's, <laughs> again, I don't know why God is leaving here, her here still, but I said she has a mission because we have family members who are not Christian yet, a niece who's looking after her. By the way, she's having an operation, and that's why we're going up there on Tuesday. She's the one looking after my sister. She's not, she thinks she may be a Christian, but I don't think she understands, and her mother too. So I told my sister, you have a job to do. Be the witness God wants you to be. So pray for us. We'll be there in Toronto for th four days, and uh, I just pray that God will show her somehow through my sister a living faith 
that with God and Jesus in your life, you don't have to be afraid to die. So I'm very thankful for God's grace for my sister. Thank you. Hi, I'm Fred. Um, some of you know I'm Margaret's brother. We, uh, I want to thank, be thankful for so many, actually so many things. I'm th thinking through the whole year. We've been here one year now, uh, November last year. Uh, and it was a very difficult uh, decision to leave the friends from uh, the church family in Michigan. Um, but we're here uh, to, look, to, to look back. Um, I just want to give thanks to God uh, for his timing. Um, uh, three years ago, my dad had uh, lung cancer. And since that time, we pray a lot about just moving over here close to the parents. Um, um, and it's been, I think the years was, I think I'm okay, but it's been difficult for, uh, for the family, uh, just the adjustment and the, uh, the LA traffic. <laughs> it's just so hard. It's, uh, it's very different. Um, but I think as, as I look back, you know, God's timing is always perfect. Uh, we, we've been here and I can see that the joy, uh, the moments that I see from my mom, uh, just interacting with my, my girl and my, my, my son, it gives, gives them so much joy. And they're not Christians, and we're hoping one day that they will be Christian. Uh, my dad's 92 years old, um, and he's a fighter. He's, he's strong. He's still cooking every day for us. Uh, um, but he doesn't know the Lord. Uh, so there's, there's purpose for everything that God you know, it have in our life. And we're here in, in her, Margaret's uh, conditions, and there's a reason we're here. And as I think about more and more, uh, maybe difficult, but I give thanks to God for the, for the move and also for the new family. Um, I remember when we first came, we were looking at multiple churches, uh, and, we, and we were be, you know, crossed between two churches. Two churches, and and then we decided on harvest, and then the, uh, a few weeks later, and we we heard that the pastor is leaving. <laughs> First, the youth pastor is leaving, then the senior pastor is leaving, <laughs> and Jerry's part time, right, Pastor Jerry, and we're like, okay, God, what are you doing? <laughs> so it, but I I know in the last uh, few months and last nine months, um, I've uh, uh, been going to different uh, fellowships and uh, join the, um, the men's breakfast and get to know some of you. And, and, and uh, I really thank God for the community of believers. Uh, we're still new. We're still trying to get to know some of, some of you. Um, and I'm grateful that the church accepted us in some way, especially Pastor Whalen. Uh, I don't know why he trusted me so much. He let me lead his Bible study last week. <laughs> and I enjoy a lot uh, just being able to serve with any, any group. Uh, so I'm really grateful and also grateful for my sister, uh, my family, my sister especially. She's able to just help out with my family, even though we're here to help her. Um, but God has uh, his very special timing for all of us. Thank you.
Anybody else? All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for sharing. Um, it goes to show how much of a family we are, you know, really standing up and sharing amongst all these people. Um, it's a true blessing to witness. So thank you, everybody, for sharing. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. such a blessing for everybody to share and um, to really kind of open up yourself to, uh, to what God is doing. And we just want to bring it back to him and give him thanks and give him the glory. We're going to continue worshiping the Lord together. And as we do that, ushers are going to come by and pass the uh, offering bag around. If you had that welcome card and you had any prayer requests, you can put it on there and uh, we will pray for you and with you. sing a song and close words are very familiar maybe the melody is a little bit different it really speaks about what we've been talking about God's amazing grace and his love in our lives and it's all because of him let's sing it together
remain standing for the benediction, and then we'll uh, give thanks for the lunch uh, that we'll be about to receive. Uh, please stay and enjoy a time of fellowship and lunch with us as we give thanks. Let's pray. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his peace. Father, we give you thanks during this season. Uh, our hearts are overflowing with your love, with your joy, with gratitude towards you for all that you have done for us, especially that great sacrifice of Christ on the cross to wipe away our stains and to bring us into newfound fellowship with you and with one another. We give you thanks. We pray that you would bless the food. We pray that you would bless the fellowship around the table. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please stay again and have a great time of fellowship. And I think these walls will magically disappear and separate, and uh, we, can, we can get our food over there.